This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today I'll be discussing the next film for streaming through Cinema Week. This is a beloved Christmas film <clears throat> that looks at the life of a man who wishes he was never born and he gets to witness what that life would actually look like. Starring James Stewart and Donna Reed, this episode is all about It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, so some technical details about It's a Wonderful Life. So the first point, it was filmed in 90 days. And, um, and funny enough, the scene where George Bailey is wishing everyone a Merry Christmas in the town of um, Bedford Rock, or Bedford Falls, um, is actually filmed in the middle of July. So it was actually a really hot day. And so because they were able to get it done in 90 days, it was um, able to be released during the Christmas season. Okay, and then my next technical detail, so they won an Academy Award for Best um, Technical Development, uh, Technical Achievement, and this was due to the snowfall that they created using soap, um, water, fomite, and sugar. In the past, what had been used was cornflakes, and this was a much easier and much cleaner result and wasn't as messy so yeah and they funny enough they were nominated for five Academy Awards but this was the one they won which was for technical achievement okay and then the, the last point technically there were three different cinematographers and you could definitely see with the different scenes it's not known which cinematographer did which scene but what is known is there are points that are drastically different um, feeling-wise and view-wise compared to other scenes. And most of this was due to scheduling conflicts, falling outs, and all kinds of different reasons. And uh, yeah, there were three uh, cinematographers, and you could definitely tell um, there was never really one solid um, direction when it came to cinematography. But I think that kind of adds to it because, you know, there's different timelines, um, different historical events. We see the past, we see the present, we see what would be the future. It kind of adds to the, to the kind of the fairy tale feel of it. All right, so those are the technical details. Now I'll get into the plot. So the first act starts off with an angel named Clarence. He's commissioned to go down and save a man named George Bailey. And before he can do so, he learns about the life of George Bailey from when he was a young boy all the way until he was an adult and fully married <clears throat> and fully grown and married and having children. And the reason why he's being asked to save George is because George is planning on killing himself on Christmas Eve due to some debts he had. And uh, so Clarence, he you know, sits back and we as the audience watch along with him the life of George Bailey unfold. He's in a small town called Bedford Falls and his whole life he wants to leave the place and go exploring and, uh, you know, be an adventurer. But every chance he gets to, to go on an adventure and he, but he's called home due to either the death of a family member or, um, 
the company the family's running's in financial ruin. So all of his chances of going on an adventure have been stumped because he has to do something for the town or for his family or for both. And so slowly but, but surely he goes from kind of a happy, jovial person to a more depressed, sad person because he, again, he, he never gets to live his dreams, he feels like. And so when we get to the present time when George is about to commit suicide, um, the angel Clarence appears and Clarence jumps off the bridge into the water so that George would go and save Clarence because he knew George had a good heart and he would save Clarence. And so because of George's disbelief, he's shown what his life would look like had he never been born. And Bedford Falls is totally different. It's not even called Bedford Falls. It's called Pottersville because the main nemesis of the movie, Potter, he bought out all the land and developed it into a more... Um, more city-like than a small town that it used to be, and uh, and all of his and all of George's main connections, his mother, um, you know, she's a widow living by herself in a boarding house. His brother Harry, because George was never born, he died in an accident when he was a child because George wasn't there to save him, and then finally. When George tries to find his wife, Mary, um, she's an old maid. She never gets married. So then George realizes Clarence is right that this is what his life really would have looked like without him. And he actually had a big impact on the town and all of those connections. And that's when he kind of turns a new leaf and realizes how much his life is meaningful and that people really needed him to be around. Sure, he doesn't get to go on any adventures, but his life has been an adventure. He helped the town get out of the Great Depression. He helped the town get out of World War II. He helped a lot of people move into houses they never would have before. He actually was very helpful to the people in that community. And so the film ends with him going back home to his family, and they're all singing and, you know, praising and all of that, and... And that's where the film ends. It ends on a happy note, recognizing George, George recognizing that life is much, your life can mean a lot more to other people than you realize. All right, so that's the plot for It's a Wonderful Life. I'm going to go on a break real quick, but first, here's a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone. But that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so we're back from our break. Now I'm going to get into some critical views and my personal views on It's a Wonderful Life. So, crazy story. Initially, it was a financial flop. It barely made ends meet and didn't hit their goal of, of doubling the budget. And... It was panned by um, critics, too. 
uh, no one really appreciated it, and many felt um, the story was a little too sappy, a little too, um, a little too religious, so it failed at the box office. And for many, that's insane. Like, this is one of the most beloved Christmas movies ever. How did that happen? Well, what happened was, um, because the film was such a flop, it went into the public domain, and as a result of that, many different news stations, many different TV stations and all of that, they got the rights to it and just played it on their station during Christmas time because while it was free, they didn't have to buy the rights for it. And as a result, all across the nation, people grew up watching and loving this movie. And so it wasn't really until the 1970s that it was recognized as a Christmas staple. And ever since then, it plays on just about every... Uh, movie channel um, and now it's available on all kinds of streaming services I watched it on Amazon Prime and so it went from a financial flop to now a beloved classic and even considered one of the greatest movies ever made and so much so that it has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes because of the characters because of the dialogue um, you know, James Stewart and Donna Reed, they gave great performances in this film. They were definitely the most praised. And what was interesting, too, though, even though it was a financial flop and was panned by critics, it still was nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Leading Man. So it's very interesting how, over time, sometimes movies that we kind of question, end up becoming a lot better. So that makes me wonder if movies nowadays, maybe the ones that we kind of look down on and are critically panned, maybe in 30 years from now, they'll be praised. Who knows? Only time will tell. Um, nowadays, you know, across the board, it's on uh, all kinds of top 10 lists, all kinds of film review lists. AFI has it on their top 100 list. Um, it's widely praised, widely acclaimed now. Whether it's nostalgia factor or not, I don't know, but it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. Um, I absolutely love the dynamic duo between uh, George Bailey and uh, Clarence. I think they're kind of a funny duo. And, and now that I'm married, it's kind of interesting seeing it from more of George's perspective. You understood what was going on, but now it seems a lot more real. A lot of the things that happened to George can happen now, especially now during COVID, you know, we, we have all kinds of financial issues. We have all kinds of problems that um, were prevalent in this film. And so, yeah, it, it gets, it gets to you. It could, you feel really connected with it. It's very personal. And uh, so that's why I really like it. Um, the only, I guess, critical point, the only gripe I really have with it is I'm wondering why Potter is such an evil man, you know? Um, we never really get an insight into that. I mean, what's understood is he wants to buy all the properties so that, you know, he could be even more wealthy and successful, which Sounds logical, I guess. 
Um, so I do wonder, though, like, what is his motive other than buying everything? But maybe that is his only motive. Maybe he only cares about money. I just... Maybe I'm too optimistic. I, I don't know if... I don't know if it's believable enough that there could be a man so cruel for so many years. And then another point with that, too. Um, you know, George ages, his friends and his sibling, his brother ages. But it seems to me Potter never ages. He seems to be the same age throughout the whole movie. So it makes me wonder, how old is he really? Because when we meet him in the beginning, when he's being pulled in a carriage, um, he's still on a wheelchair. He's still an old man. Is he like in his 90s? I really don't know. He, he seems a little too young to be that old at some parts and too old to be alive still. So... I don't know how old he's supposed to be. It's a little confusing for me. Um, but other than that, my final uh, personal point, I definitely think this is Jimmy Stewart's best performance. Um, not many notice, but this is one of his first movies after World War II. He served and was in the Air Force, and he was suffering severely from PTSD, so... In the moments in this film where he's getting very emotional and very angry, it's real. Like, you can really feel that he has that pain inside of him. So, this is definitely one of the better performances he's ever done. Because before the war, he was known in movies like The Philadelphia Story or, or uh, you know, films like that. But then after the war, he started going um, from comedy to more serious roles. So, like I said, this movie, um, Vertigo, um, Rear Window, he, he became more of a serious actor. And he's definitely one of my favorites. I definitely think this is his best film. <sighs> Alright, but those are my thoughts and feelings about It's a Wonderful Life. Again, I love this movie. If you've never seen it, um, go watch it. It is definitely one of, if not the best, Christmas movies ever. I uh, I get a little teary-eyed every time I watch it. It's a really good movie. Alright. <clears throat> next time, I'll discuss the next film for Classic Hollywood Week. This is another classic Christmas film about whether or not Santa Claus is actually real. And this episode, of course, is all about Miracle on 34th Street. Alright, well until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care. Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website www.anchor.fm forward slash surfing through cinema where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.